Hello, hello, everyone. How are we? Good, thanks. Well, you're not everyone, are you? Grow up. Um, so, obviously, this is the first episode um, since we've no, actually... <sighs> Jack Fisher, just get ready, because uh, you're on the waiting list. Um, this is the first episode since we've actually seen a few people listening. And people are listening. Some people. People. Real people are listening. Or they could be robots, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you Crystal very much. Callum's mums. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to this. I don't know about yours. My mum's been um, listening. Is she? Yeah. She enjoy it? Yeah. Shout out to Chris's mum. Margaret. Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Your mum's very lovely, Chris. She doesn't sound like that. I don't know why I said no. that. <laughs> She's not northern. She's going to pull um, me up on that. No, yeah. So thank you for people who are listening. Um, and now that we know that people are listening and that we have uh, socials as well um, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram uh, and we're on YouTube now as well. Um, so it would be great now if we can, now that we know people are listening and we're kind of we're, we're getting going, it'd be nice to have, I don't know, some suggestions or any kind of interaction would be nice if people want to suggest uh, video ideas or if they want to talk about what we've been uh, talking about. So maybe from last episode, uh, the favourite films uh, um, uh, from Edgar Wright and uh, Wizard. Anderson, or who they prefer, or from before, what they think about superhero films, anything like that. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from or you. Or just any helpful suggestions on how to make it better. Better? Could this be better? Nah. Can't see it. We are the be- best podcast. The best. That's all, folks. Hello, everybody. Uh, we are the best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to our very good podcast. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Christopher Sainton Clark, how are you, good sir? How have you, have you been? We I'm... haven't recorded for this uh, three weeks now. Yeah, I know, because you, uh, you were ill or something, weren't you? Uh, you? You couldn't do it either. Like, yeah, you were, you couldn't do it either. Yes. No, uh, so I've seen you in a while. I've been good. It's been yeah, it's been, it feels like ages since we did this. I've been good, thank you. I've been an actor on a film. An actor. Yeah, it was oh, a wow. student film at the NUA, the Norwich University of the Arts, for people that aren't from Norwich. And it was really good. Really cool team of like people. They're all in their final year, kind of specialising in one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. Very lovely group of professional people. And it was really nice for me to, to be acting on a film set. Awesome. What was really um, cool. what, what was it about? What was the story about? Can about, you reveal that? I think so. Yeah, it's about... Uh, I won't say too much. It was about a couple of uh, people that were try- trying to write a film. And it was about them like falling out as that process kind of happens. Uh... Um, so yeah, it was just like a... Oh, awesome. Yeah, a little funny, funny little film. That's cool. Is that a dissertation film, then, is it? Or... It's their fu- yeah, final oh, year film. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And yeah, filmed in Norwich. That's lovely. Very cool. Have you got any others coming up at all? Any other films? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually heading on Wednesday to Oxford to star Ooh. in another student film. Oxford. Because I am at a point where I'm trying to build up like showreel footage and not having gone to drama school or anything like that. It's really nice to support some student films and kind of get some footage that way. Mm. Um, it's always really good roles as well when it's student films, isn't it? You're not man in background with coffee. Yeah, You're exactly. And man in foreground with coffee. <laughs> well, the, and the fact that they've actually trained in in that yeah. specifically in writing and stuff, you know, they're going to be yeah, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, I've got one thing to say. That is, stay in your lane, Chris. Okay, leave the actors to do acting. Okay, you you write and you direct and you do lots of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very well. Well, oh, I want to, to, do it all. to moderate levels. But stay in your lane, no. okay? Leave some work I'm gonna do it all. for others, mainly me. Leave it alone. I'm gonna do it do not act. Gonna. Stop it. I'm going. Stop it. Gonna. As we say in North. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Which is going. I'm gonna. To. I'm gonna. <laughs> like canoe, but different. 
Um, well, that's very exciting. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I well, I was in a panto. I was in my local panto. Which I feel like it's a really strange time to have a panto. February. It is a weird time because it's after panto season. Um, so if you are not listening in this country, and I know that there was one listener, certainly in the first episode, that wasn't in this country. Uh, and if you're still listening, hello, thank They're you very much Brussels, for listening. Brussels, weren't they? They were in Brussels, and if that is you. Then we'd love to hear who you were and how you found the podcast. That'd Which be awesome. country are you the leader of? <laughs> yeah, I just have this great idea that you're just like at some kind of EU conference and just in the break. You Olaf watch... Schultz is there, just like <laughs> listening to us do Christopher Walken so impressions. Please, if this is you and you're still listening, can you please, can you please make yourself known? Because we'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Now. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so Panto. So, um, yes, yeah, so obviously Panto season, for anyone that isn't in this country, is, is normally kind of over the Christmas period and coming into early January. Um, but then you get uh, local like, amateur dramatics do uh, kind of Pantos throughout the year, really. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so I did one with uh, one of my local, well, my local amateur dramatics uh, society, Ocean Players. Um, I, I used to do it a lot, uh, do a lot of shows with them when I was younger. So it was lovely to come back to them, and, and I think it's just nice to just do something for fun is really nice. I think yeah. coming into uh, kind of being a, like air quotes, professional actor, well, I am a professional actor, but I don't know, I always sound weird saying that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just nice to go back to, to, to go back to the roots of it and, and actually realise why you do it, and it's because it's fun and because you love doing it with people um, yeah. that you just love being with and I think it was really nice to do that and uh, shout out to everyone from the players if anyone's listening um, it was it was great fun we did the three musketeers and it was yeah it was absolutely brilliant fun and thank you for everyone that came and watched it um, but uh, yeah so I did that uh, I also um, I'm not known as a very risky person or very adventurous person however I did uh I did, well, I did one thing that you should never do before any show, and I'm not doing it before your play, Chris, so don't worry. I went this... ice skating. Oh, right. I was going to say, is this bowel-related? No, it's not bowel-related. <laughs> but no, I shouldn't eat anything before a show. Um, but um, yes, so I went ice skating. Now, as I said before, I'm dyspraxic, and just which affects my limbs. I don't really... My head and my limbs just aren't... They don't get on very well. I'm just checking you've still got all your fingers, which you do. <laughs> I do. Just have a little look. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I went ice skating. Why? Well, why is ice skating a thing? We do. We do why? Well, you have no need to, to to travel on ice. Well, what is the problem? We even have vehicle to do this. If we absolutely had to get across, say, a frozen lake, you would you go on a, on a, on a, on dogs or a snowmobile. Why do we ice skate? It's just dangerous walking. Because if you take your it's dogs just... to the rink, you get kicked off. <laughs> True. But it just doesn't... But why? And then not only do you... You don't just walk on the ice. You have these boots on with a very thin blade. And it just it just makes no sense to me. And I was absolutely horrendous. It took me two hours to just about look like... If you looked in a skewed view that I might have been ice skating at a very slow speed. And the worst thing about it is that there were kids just flying <laughs> past me. And... I was holding on to the side and like there were these little really young kids just learning to skate who would just look at me and just go, lose it. And they would skate around me. It was just, it was horrific. And both my sisters went as well. And they're just very good at most things like that, which is very irritating. Um, but yeah, so um, 
yeah, it did ice skating, which was interesting. And then on the same day, um, because this was in Milton Keynes, uh, I did indoor skydiving. I've done that Have at you? the same place in Milton Keynes. It was a birthday present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a little up there. Can you see that man up there? Yeah, yeah. This is rubbish for podcast listeners. <laughs> okay. My partner made me like a little out of like, oh, what's that? Poly, poly something. You'd use it in like design technology. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And she made me, oh. she made me a little skydiving flying man. Oh, that's what that is. Um, in a, in a suit. And um, basically, apparently they kept messing up my booking. Yeah. I, I, just, I didn't know this was happening because it was a birthday present. Yeah, yeah. And when they turned up, they were like, we're so sorry that we've messed your booking up. Yeah. But don't worry, we've, we'll throw in something, you know, to, you know, to say sorry. Mm. I said, cool, that's fine. What they threw in was, you said, they said, you can wear the superhero costume. <laughs> I was like, is that, is this is compensation. <laughs> you, and, and so, so everyone's there in their normal outfits and there's me dressed like Iron Man <laughs> like and it's, was, it's a sorry because we kept messing your booking up that's brilliant and and I was like this is not compensation I look like a fool they'd been so fed up with but, having to but I, having to sort out your booking they were like right we're going to put him in this but tell you what as soon as I was in there I was like no I am Iron Man <laughs> this is great I like I love it were you doing this all the poses yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to do it upright with my hands. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's good fun. But your face is like. Yeah, I. So I have a fear of heights and falling, uh, and you're constantly falling doing this, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my sisters have done it many times. I think this is about the fourth or fifth time they've done it, and I've always gone with them and always said like I'll never do it. Um, but uh, I was given it as either a birthday or Christmas present, and I went and I was terrified, um, and. Um, and I was fine until I looked down. Yeah. And as I say, I have a really bad fear of, of heights. And I looked down and then suddenly I just lost all control, all yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah. And I was just all over the place. And the guy was just struggling to try and hold me in place. And I got out and he was just like, obviously because you have to shout really loudly because of the fans. He was like, just stay still. Stay still. I was like, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> Stay still it's been as you quite aggravated. Right and the funny thing was, is I went in when I was putting my suit on. I was just like, I just want to say to you, and this was before, um, before we went in. I was just like, I just want to say, I'm incredibly uncoordinated. So like, I'm not going to be good. I just want to tell you now. And he was, and he had the cheek, and he was an instructor, by the way. He had the cheek to say to me, Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Mate. I'm not very coordinated either. Oh yeah, and what then, are you talking about? And then he about? does like his triple. Yeah, and then he did all the spins and stuff. I was like, why would you say that to me? What a horrible, horrible he, man! He, he did that. We're not giving them good business here. <laughs> no, it's actually a really good experience. It's, it's very really, good it's fun. Really fun. But no, he did that. He, he let us all do it, and it's like ah. Oh, and you finally got to the point where like, no, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And then the instructor jumped in at the end and just and was one, and was Iron Man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, made made us all look a fool. I tell you what impressive. was worse in my scenario in that there was and he told us before we went up and after I just told told him this that I was quite scared and I wasn't going to be very good he was like oh don't worry about it we actually got a child coming so and I was like oh good and then he said to me oh no no you don't understand this child's eight and he's amazing <laughs> so oh brilliant well, so thank you we're bringing me. a child in don't worry but they're better than you <laughs> in every they way. were like it was meant like uh, the Incredibles. You know the Incredibles. You know yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Jack from the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this child was. He was flying about all over the like Jack Jack, and he wasn't even like doing the normal poses. He was just, 
He was just flying. Like I can imagine at that age, that is the most incredible thing. Well, Jack Jack's the baby, do. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was obviously he wasn't a baby, but he they was. They didn't shove a baby in that <laughs> tunnel, did they? <laughs> he might as well have been. I think he'd be doing it for a long time. Like it was mad. It was absolutely uh-huh. bonkers. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience, but very out of the ordinary for me. I'm, I'm not known as an adventurous man, um, but it was really funny. I um, went to see some old friends uh, recently. And uh, I was talking about this, and they were like, "Oh, well, you, you did used to be adventurous." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, I just remembered. This is a story that I've dined out on for years. Is that I used to like I, I used to be very adventurous when I was younger, like as, as we all are. Like I think certainly me, I feel like it's been accelerated, but I've got a lot more. You get a lot more nervous and a lot more self-aware and aware of self-preservation as you get older. No. All right then, I do. I'm a very scared man. Um, and, but like you made of rubber and mag- magic as a child. Like I would I would get I would get so many bruises as a child, but I would count them. I'd be quite proud of them. Yeah. I'd almost go out my way to bruise myself and just run at things and just see what happened and did you just bounce off? And Are they, you bringing they... up that story I told from last time when I ran into a fence? <laughs> no, I wasn't, but <laughs> good segue. Um but um, no, so they showed me this video and I forgot, like, I used to always tell this story. So I, um, these old friends that we have, one day when I was younger, I don't know, I must have been about uh, maybe like six or seven. They were having building work done and they were right. having scaffolding and they had a trampoline. And I was like, I don't know what we're doing. We're jumping off of the scaffolding, off of this building, <laughs> onto the trampoline. And for years, I was I was telling people this just to show what I used to be like when I was younger. And then he showed me the video, and it wasn't very tall scaffolding. <laughs> like, it makes me feel way less cool. But still, like, I'm amazed that I did it. Because it's high for a child. Like, I watched it back now, and, like, that's lame. But I'm amazed that I did lame. it when I was younger. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's what I've been getting up to. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've got uh, a busy week coming up. We've, yeah. Um, Last shot and confess, uh, we are starting uh, tour number two uh, this Friday at yeah. uh, Clive Village Hall. Very yeah. excited. Well, yeah, we've got. Um, I mean, we've already created this show, but we've kind of got like one day of rehearsal to get it done, and then we perform in the evening, mm. which for me as a producer is like a <laughs> is a money saving <laughs> ploy. Are you scared? Am I scared? Yeah, I'm so not scared. I'm genuinely feel I, I don't have to. I don't have to direct it all again. I don't have mm. to create it all again. It's already been created. It just needs piecing together. And I want to just help bring a little bit more out of characters that we didn't mm. do last time. I know what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, and I've got Daisy doing all my front of house, which is great. No, I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, so yeah, really, yeah, do come along. Do come along. Yeah, Although please come and see it. this will come out after the first two have already happened. Yes. So, so come it... along. You've yes. still got... You've still got six more dates after, basically. But yeah, no, come along. I'm super excited about it. Amazing. Well, I think that... uh, You've got anything else to say for this first section? No, no, let's talk about films. Lovely. Well, let's let's have a bit of a theme tune, shall we? And then we'll go to a break. Cool. Over to you. Chris and Callum's Film Club, they're sitting on some chairs. My guitar's out of tune, but who? I bought it today. See you after the break. Bye. Bye. Look at the exquisite curves. The hand-sewed leather seats. The body designed by science for the best 
aerodynamic performance. The surround sound speakers, the voice-activated locking system, and the monstrous engine. Imagine the feeling of having all that power beneath your right foot. How much? No, I'm alright, thanks. I'll have a rented A to B instead. It's a car and it's got all that you need. A bog-standard engine, doors, basic body, a pleasant interior, electric windows, a radio, aircon and a steering wheel. What more could you want? And at a price that doesn't break the bank at only £7,000, what more could you want? The rented A to B. It does what it says on the boot. Right. Should we talk about films? It's, I, I mean, it's we why we're here, isn't it? Films. Do you know what? I was listening back to uh, episode uh, two. I was amazed how much we actually spoke about films because we, we finished did. it and we were like, "What? What did you think about that?" Because we found it a bit weird, didn't we? Because we spoke a lot about films and we didn't necessarily in the first episode. But I think it was nice. We actually we talked about films on a film podcast. Yeah, I know. What's we, that about? we did our jobs. <laughs> we did a thing. Not that we're paid for these jobs. Or will we? Maybe, maybe if enough of you Not listen that to I'm your paid friends. for this Well, job. yeah, you won't be paid for it, um, Community service. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's talk about films. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, uh, in this section, we're going to be talking about, as we did last week, uh, the recommendations and uh, Callum's confession. Yeah. So let's start off with recommendations. Cool. Uh, I shall start. Yeah. Um, so continuing on from last week. Uh, you said to me that I should watch Last Night in Soho. Yes, because we were talking about it. Talking about Edgar Wright. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I hadn't seen this film before. I'd be meaning to watch it, um, and um, and I wish I would have seen it at the cinema. Uh, so good at the cinema. But I didn't, and unfortunately, there was a lot of people that didn't. I don't think this did massively well at the cinema, from what I saw. No. Um, which is weird because I think. I don't know. I think it's quite a commercial film, is it not? Yeah, and I when I was. At showing a little theatre, I'd do a lot of their projection, and I actually get to a point where I, I was programming films for the yeah. theatre, and I was really trying trying to get some like new mm. current stuff in there, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I I booked last night in Soho, but it, again, it didn't do very well. It did, we didn't get many people turn up, which is a shame because it's done really well critically, and it's I think it's a brilliant film. Yeah, I think in general it's done well critically. It's funny because it, I think it depends who you're listening to there was um I, I was looking at different um kind of reviews online and, and specifically i like to watch uh video reviews on youtube and um it was interesting in that the people that really didn't get it and and, and that sounds i don't know that, that sounds funny for me i got it but you didn't people that didn't get the film and didn't enjoy it as much were often uh american uh yeah, YouTubers, yeah, yeah. um who didn't quite uh, I don't know that weren't fully on board of it and didn't get a lot of the uh, a lot of kind of what he was going for. Yeah, um, it's such a British film. He's a very well. I mean, in its obviously it's set in uh, is it fifties or sixties Soho? Sixties. Sixties. Nineteen sixty four. Yeah. Um, well, it's you already gave a bit of a synopsis last week, um, but obviously it's about uh, this girl who's a fashion student. Um, who uh, moves to London from, where is it, the West Country, is it? Cornwall, yeah. Cornwall. Um, and I must say, actually, while we're there, you were right. Her accent So good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known she wasn't British. No, just... Just New Zealander. Amazing. Absolutely. She's like, a Kiwi. And, and you're right. It, 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 so there's so many little intricacies in there in that... Because so often when you do accents like that, it's heavily like, 
you're doing an accent and then yeah, yeah. you do the, the stereotype. But she wasn't at all. So soft. It would only it like, really come out in certain words. There was elements of, of yeah. a Cornish accent. I just think it, it was it was brilliant. And anyway, so she comes uh, from Cornwall uh, to uh, London, um, to a fashion school in London. Uh, and then she ends up um, not really fitting in in uni hall. So then she goes to a bed sit. Yeah. Uh, and then she kind of has these, she goes uh, to bed and starts dreaming and has these visions um of the 1960s uh soho yeah um and uh and kind of lives vicariously through anya taylor joy's character um and uh yeah just i wish i would have seen this film at the cinema because it's absolutely made for the cinema it's not made for a small screen at all it's just beautiful it's absolutely beautiful i think for me it's his most visually stunning film by yes. a country mile yeah i love um, the kind of neon oh, look to the it. blues and reds and the fact that he actually works it into the story and that they're there for a reason they're not being it's not being him just being stylistic he uses yeah. the excuse of obviously her room is by a big a blue and white a neon sign yeah just so there's boosh, a reason for it being that, yeah. red and blue all the time and it's just yeah it's it's a really visually stunning film um and um yeah, I, I absolutely I absolutely loved it. Um I think um it's it's an interesting one because it, it goes away from his genre, from his, Massively, his usual yeah. usual genre, but then so did Baby Driver. And I think this is great in showing off his versatility, like you said in, in the last episode. Um but what I found interesting was that there are some people, uh well quite a few people actually, that were saying that he went against his he didn't really show his style in this film that it wasn't Edgar Wrighty enough okay. that he kind of sold himself to, to, to tell a different story and to be slightly more mainstream but I don't think that's true at I all I see it I think this is it's not as like whip panny it's not as like no but I think that his fingerprints are all over yeah, yeah. like the music it's so heavily oh, yeah, to yeah. do with like the story is so to do with music and it's it, it, part of a lot of the plot points um, that puppet on a string sequence for that music <sighs> Yeah, really good. That was amazing, and I think um, I also love the. And I'm going to get a bit filmy here, but the the circular narrative in that how it starts and how it ends with that shot in the darkness where she's dancing and the music playing. Yes. And she comes out, and it's the same shot at the beginning and and pretty much the end. And um, yeah, I, I think that he's all over this. His um, uh, his the, his use of music, the the editing um, around uh, the music. Um, and I think, yes, it's not a funny film, which I think maybe is why people think it's not yeah. really Edgar Wrighty, but he, he uses um, all of his tools at his disposal that he would use for comedy that he uses for, for, for thrill. There's still lots of comedic moments in it as well, from what I remember. Yeah, there's like bits there's, of comedy. There's some, um, but I but it's not forced. I think no, no. It, it'll only come from, uh, I don't know, from, from a very normal place. Um, I think uh, it had a, I mean, obviously I don't want to, I really don't want to spoil this because this is still a fairly new film and I think people should see it without any spoilers. Um, but yeah. it's got a great twist. I won't see what it is, but it's yeah, got a great yeah. twist. I didn't. I don't know about you, but I didn't see it coming. No. no, no. Um, at all. And uh, and I'm very pleased that even so long afterwards, it was. I didn't see the twist anywhere. Yeah. It wasn't um, put anywhere publicly. And Edgar Wright was very strong about. They did. He wanted people to see this with. Yeah. Um, with fresh eyes and not knowing what the twist was. I remember I was so... That was just a film I was just so excited to go see. Mm. Just just knowing that Edgar Wright had done a horror, I was mm. so excited to go see. And I went and, and saw it in the cinema with Daisy. He's not a fan of horror at all. 
and um, oh, we were both just so immersed in it. We were so yeah. immersed in it, and Daisy loved it. She just thought it was brilliant. For someone who doesn't like horror, but really yeah. doesn't like it, she but really enjoyed horror, it. Would you say it was a horror? I'd, I'd say, say it's, it's a psychological. A I think it's got big. Again, not giving too much away. It's certainly mm. towards the end. I think it's got lots of horror kind of aspects. And it plays with horror tropes. And and I'd say watch it again and look out for people in the background. Mm. Um, I've watched it twice, and the second time I watched it, I saw so many like people in the background that you wouldn't notice unless you'd kind of seen the film right. already. But they, yeah, you can kind of. There's a scene in like a the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. And you can just start to see, like, through the mirror and through reflections of, like, people starting to pop up that I didn't notice. Uh, it's really, it's just really clever. It's one of those things that you should probably just watch again yeah, as well. Yeah, I do really want to watch it again. It's very good. Um, I think, uh, speaking of re- people and the reflections, this film does the great thing that horrors and thrillers do is that they make you afraid of the most mundane things that you will see in your everyday life. And for yeah. me, that was mirrors in this film as after i watched it i was uh, you're just looking at a mirror and, and waiting for 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 someone behind you and it's not yeah it doesn't use it in this film as a jump scare no it but it just i don't know it's just that this film is a lot about voyeurism in the way that she is kind of a voyeurist living through anya taylor joy's character yeah um, but also you it feels like you're very much watching this uh, as a voyeur as well yeah um and, and you're being watched by Thing, reflections in the mirror and stuff like that um, and also it plays on um, obviously d- dreams as well yeah um, and yeah and I, I just think it's amazing one of my favourite shots in the film was when the first time she goes to sleep um, and the camera's on her underneath the covers and then it just really quickly just pans away and it makes her look tiny in this huge bed and, yeah. and the, um, the the duvet is is uh, moving up and down like a wave. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I just think that was absolutely beautiful. That was my favourite yeah. kind of shot in the film. Um, and I don't know, it just makes... It, it makes Soho, um, especially in the 60s, look so beautiful. Yes. And obviously that's kind of the point. A lot of this film is about... Um, it's how we romanticise that yeah, kind of the 60s. Yeah, it's about nostalgia and, and it's about the dark side and nostalgia in general, I think. Obviously we romanticise that period specifically, but I think generally it is about nostalgia and, and how we look at things in, in, in rose-tinted glasses. But especially if, if you weren't actually in that time period, how can you be nostalgic about it and just think it was amazing if you weren't there? Like, yeah. Uh, and that obviously it plays on that a lot, and and that the sixties weren't quite the free uh, kind no. of time that we think, and especially for women. Um, yeah, I just think it was absolutely incredible, and I think Thomas and Mackenzie's performance was yeah, she's still the chef. I think the best, certainly the most real performance I've seen in any Edgar Wright film ever. Certainly, yeah. And talking Definitely. about how I talked about grounded characters last time, mm. they're still in all of his comedies. They're still very strange characters but they're, yeah. they're still very ground like there's something tangible about them but just her completely is just you, you just you know that person and you feel sorry for yeah. that person and like just i think i think yeah if you are american i guess i i guess it could be a little bit harder to get on with because it's so like based in like uni mm. british uni life and just and yeah london and how london is now and yeah but it's yeah it's it, i think it's brilliant i think it's fantastic it was really nice to see um the late diana rigg in it as well um and she um yeah she was fantastic really good um and 
yeah, I just and and well, they were all brilliant. Anya Taylor Joy, as I knew she would be, she's just eye catching. She you just can't take your eyes off her. She, I didn't know she used to be a model, and right. I was watching something about this the other day, and that um, there's not that many models that transfer into the acting world because it can be difficult to to get out of of that thought of kind of always thinking about your body yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and being very self conscious, um, kind of in that way and breaking out of out of that, but. She, along with um, some other models who have gone to actors, I think she uses it to her advantage. I feel like she knows what she looks like all of the time. Yeah, there's something very like enigmatic about her. Yeah, she's just very in control of her body, um, in how she moves, and and especially those shots when um, walking down the staircase and the reflection with Thompson McKenzie, um, and the fact that how they did that was um, was practical, in that. Thomas and Mackenzie was the other side. They just created another staircase. Yeah, and a okay. great thing that I found out was um, one of the one of the shots, one of the early shots uh, they were doing um, when when they first go into uh, Soho, and when they're going into one of the clubs, um, is they have Anya Taylor Joy one side and they have Thomas and Mackenzie the other side. But I don't know if you know this, but the butler is uh, I can't remember his name. But is one of the uh, twins, uh, one of the Weasley twins from Harry yes, Potter. Right. Now, what they did was they used the other twin for the other side. Uh, they are both the twins. Because I saw, to be honest, I saw them credited, and I was like, I can't even yeah. remember them being in the film. Yeah, that was them. But they just used them as like as yeah, twins, as a mirror. Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, I think it's. I, I just think this is. I, I think this film is so clever. I think it plays with horror and thriller tropes so well because it in in some way it's kind of like a haunted house film um to to, to yeah, some extent way. yeah um and uh yeah i just think um it's absolutely fantastic well i mean on the negative side and, and what some people have said is that and this is why i question whether it's a horror in that the bits that were supposed to be scary um i don't know how much to say but the the figures i personally didn't find very scary okay um, but I, then I don't think that was the point of them. No. Really, it's very difficult to, to yeah. say anything without spoiling anything. But I, yeah, I don't think it was the point of them to be scary. And I, and I don't think he tries to do lots of jump scares and stuff like that. Because, I don't know, I think that sometimes the, is the cheap thing about horror in that it's deliberately yeah, yeah, yeah. uses those things to scare you. Whereas he, in the best horrors and thrillers, unsettle you rather than yes. deliberately scare yeah, yeah. you with jump scares and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a visually stunning film. Um, the music that is used with it is amazing, as it always is in an Edgar Wright film. And all the performances are um, outstanding. Uh, the most realistic that I've seen. There wasn't really any uh, any heightened characters in there. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant film. And I would absolutely recommend uh, to anyone that enjoys films uh, to watch it. Yeah, go check out Last Night in Soho. Fantastic. Now, so for you, good sir, my recommendation to you was Spooky Bastard. Yes. Uh, by a Spooky we... Bastard. Yes. But who's, who's it in the West? Spooky yeah, Bastard. Yeah. Singular. Um, and um, I don't know, maybe there'll be a sequel. <laughs> um, but uh, by someone that we both know, Rafe Bird. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, um, Rafe Bird. What did, uh, what did you think? Right, firstly, I'm not going to say much about this because it's 20 minutes long mm-hmm. and it's a micro-budget film mm-hmm. and I want people to go watch it. Mm-hmm. So like, I really don't want to give too much away about it at all. Basically, obviously, this is not this is this is someone with a small team yeah. making 
some something incredibly low budget um and it's amazing it's really good it's it's very edgar right mm. um it's really nice to see it's just like it's 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 yeah it, it's one of those films that makes you go like why am i not doing that right now yeah it's so good um it's basically the premise is that uh and i believe there's other films in this kind of that rafe has made of the mm. same kind of thing and i will check them out but he kind of lives his life and then film tropes start happening mm. around him um and he has to kind of like let them play out mm. um so it's just it, it's a very self-aware film um yeah taking taking the mick out of the kind of horror genre and obviously yeah playing to our kind of expectations of, of what we know in horror and what's going to happen next to kind of tell the story and it's really good it's got such great um comedy pacing it's it's very funny i was laughing out loud at points and i'm not i don't really laugh mm. I, I i find things funny but i don't like i never i'm not like a i don't laugh out loud at things mm. but i was i was watching it very late it was like two o'clock in the morning i think mm. i'd stayed up and i was watching it and i just i was, I was like laughing laughing to myself out loud and it's very I good just film. Say, obviously i don't want to spoil anything but yeah I just I, is the bit that you laugh that hard is it the gun scene yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny so um, funny it's very silly. It's very surreal. It's very surreal humor, but mm. grounded in in what we recognize in mm. in um, in comedy. So it's very it's very Edgar Wright, but it had like almost kind of like Mighty Boosh esque mm. elements of surrealism in it. It was it's very good. And and again, I'm not going to say what it is, but there was there was just one thing that was kind of annoying me a little bit, and I was just thinking about it the whole time. Uh, no, sorry, I wasn't sorry. As in throughout the film it was popping up occasionally that I was thinking about this and it was like my only kind of criticism and then right at the very end during the credits they bring he brought their own attention to the thing that had been distracting me <laughs> as their own comment and they made a, their own comment about that yeah. and and was so it's so self-aware and that, and that just made it then I was like I, I'm not that's not even something I'm thinking about anymore because yeah. you've just turned you've turned that negative point into a joke and it was just so brilliant so yeah Please just please go watch, go it. watch it. It's on YouTube, is it? Yeah, is you can just yet? search "spooky spooky bastard" on um, on YouTube, and yeah, it's by Rafe Bird, who is an actor. Uh, yeah, and as I say, just Rafe Bird, he has got a team working on it of um, yeah, very talented creatives. And I messaged Rafe Bird and and dropped him and the creatives on it a little message saying well done, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I I, I really with this one. Also, with anything, I just don't want to say too much because I would. Yeah. I just don't want to give it away. It's twenty minutes long. It's it's, it's what someone's made, like super low budget. I just want you to go see it, go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, please, please go and watch it because I think he's that that they've all already taken it to some film festivals and I think they're going to be yep. taking it to some more. And I just I would love it to have some traction and to have eyes on it because I just think it's brilliant and it's really inspiring because as you say, it's just. Like we were speaking last week about Edgar Wright and, and Wes Anderson and these people that make it and the people that are just making films for fun yeah. the younger, with, with no budget and just hoping someone might see it. Um, but it's just, yeah. So I really hope um, that, that people see this and it gets some kind of traction because I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So please, please, please go and watch and it. Just Thank you very much. congrats um, to the team for just getting up and doing something. Yeah. just And it takes a lot to, to do that because films... I don't think people necessarily always think about this. It takes a lot to make a film. Even if, if yeah. you think a film is terrible, there's a lot of effort that goes yeah. into into every single film. Even just getting a film off the ground is so difficult. Even the lowest budget films, there's so much effort that goes into it. 
you've got the the initial the pre pre production. You can spend hours, loads of late nights, no sleep, yeah, writing yeah. it, trying to get just trying to schedule getting everyone together. Just and then doing it, having to do reshoots because something didn't work or the mic wasn't working. That uh, and then on post production, all the editing, which is so painstaking. Yeah. I just think people need to realise quite how difficult it is to put a film together. Um, and then you just, um, especially films like this, you appreciate it that much more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm very very glad I, I met you, good sir. And uh, yeah, thank you all for for doing that because it's amazing. Um, so uh, we're going to stop swooning uh, about uh, Rafe Bird and his and his team now. Um, and talk about the Callum's confession that yes. we set last week, which was Alien. Alien. The original. The original Alien. Um, now, I'm uh, going to start off by saying, so you gave me the Blu-ray. Yes. And on the Blu-ray, I was given a choice. Either the theatrical release oh. or the 2003, I believe, um, director's cut. Now, have you watched I both? I don't know which one I've watched. Ooh. I assume I've watched the original. Okay, well, I watched. I didn't know what to do, so I looked online because I wanted to make sure I watched the best version. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was said that the general consensus was that the first was the best. Yeah. Um, Which is what I imagine I've I've seen. Yeah, I mean, but then I've looked, and then some people disagree, and from what I've heard, there are some bits. Uh, which help other bits make sense in in the director's cut. Um, but anyway, I'm glad I watched the original cut. I saw what people saw at the cinema, um, and um, this was an interesting film to watch for me. And I tell you what, I I really wish that I watched this when it was out. That I watched Alien before it was Alien. Okay. Like quotation marks because because it, 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 there's so much kind of lore around it and everyone talks about Alien being one of the best kind of sci-fi thriller horrors ever one of the best okay. films in general to ever be made and, and I, there's just so much I believe it, it is yeah I... And, and, and I think that there's the problem is there's so much expectation for it and there's so much expectation for me to like yeah. it and I know that and I'm very aware of that um, and this is why sometimes I don't always watch films that people get me to watch because I always feel like there's so much expectation for me to say, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know I'm supposed to like it. And I very much felt that with this film is that I was supposed to love it. And, and I did like it. Okay. I, I did like it. I just wish I would have seen it before all of that, all the expectation and go in with no expectation, just see this amazing film. Um, and especially even more amazing uh, at the time. Um, I think uh, like the set design on this is incredible and yeah. something that you don't really see nowadays because so much of it, um, talking about um, MCU and, and superhero films in general um, before, um, so much of it now is all blue screen, green screen, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, mocap and all that stuff. Um, this is all like proper practical effects. Um, the set is incredible. It, it's so lived in. Um, it doesn't look uh, like sterile like so many sci-fi film sets do. It's it's real. You can see it working. Um, the um, you, you can see the actual uh, the the chemistry between the crew as well. Yeah, you yeah. can see them working as a team. It doesn't just look like actors that have just been put there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they and it's really nice to have that at the beginning to to show them working uh, together. I wish that there was more time doing that. Okay. Um, I wish that there was more. Uh, that, that, that there was more time spent with the characters to to make me maybe care about some of them more. Okay. Um, 
which is funny because I, in general, I think this film is a real slow burner. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's to do with expectation that I thought that it was this straight horror thriller film, but actually, for the first forty minutes to like forty to fifty minutes, it's a slow burn sci-fi. Yeah, film, yeah. Like proper hardcore sci-fi film. I apologise. That's my laptop in the background. <laughs> Um, Puts it on mute, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a slow burn sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think maybe I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Because, um, but can you see, considering, I mean, how old it is, what influence it has had on the sci-fi genre? I mean, it's so well, many this, things come from. Yeah, this that is film. this is the problem again. In the in the same way when I watched Batman before, and, and I'm sure I'll be repeating myself on a lot of these Callum's confessions, is that they seem derivative, but they're not, because everything, most things are derived from them. Okay. Like, I can see so many things that, that, that come from this film. Um, and obviously, it, it, it's amazing that, that it started all of that. Um, I think uh, I think, think the acting is really good. Um, so what if, um, how is this? John Hurt's. Oh. So I almost called him John Kane because his character's called Kane in Alien. Um, uh, but John yeah. Hurt, one of John Hurt's earliest kind of performances. Yeah, and uh, I Kane. thought he was going to be in it for longer. Me too. Um, um, but um, he was, yeah, he was fantastic in that. And obviously, I love the story that um, the actors didn't know what was happening with yeah. the, the chestburster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel uh, like this one's safe to spoiler. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. this has been out long enough that we can talk about when, this. when because. Like when I first watched it, I was fairly young. It was mm. one of those films that dad, my dad showed me, um, and we watched it on his kind of projector. And uh, I remember like John Hurt was the only actor I kind of recognised at the time, and so I and I thought he was the main character. He's he's the one who wakes up first. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who kind of goes into the cave. You mm. kind of you kind of latch onto him initially mm. as a main character, um, and then the chestburster scene happens, and I was like, "Is he dead?" And dad was like, <laughs> "Yes." He's very dead. <laughs> but I was so... I love that about the film that it, it shifts protagonist. Because well, yeah. he is the initial... But to me, he was the initial protagonist. I suppose so. I mean, I don't know. I think that there wasn't really one. I thought it was fairly balanced for okay. the first half of the film. Um, which is maybe for a mainstream audience, actually makes it a bit difficult to latch on it, to in that first it's, hour. It's I almost, felt a little bit lost in the first hour, to okay. be perfectly honest. It's almost like Ripley only starts to become the protagonist once so many people have started uh, to be picked off. off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. I, I don't think it's very... From what, I mean, I saw it not knowing what to expect, and it was the first mm. in the Alien franchise I'd ever seen, even and Predator as well. Mm. And yeah, I loved it. I, I, I just remember being blown away by it, just thinking it was such good horror especially mm. for its time it's um so good i think it really holds up you might disagree but i no i think i think it holds up i just wish i would have seen it at the time so i could have seen it but you weren't born then Karen. no i no, i know and I, but i also wish if it comes and i think these things happen all the time when it if it comes back into the cinema i'd love to go and see it yeah because i i watched it at my dad's and he had a projector and a, and a screen and so I had like a cinematic experience of yeah. watching it actually with what I really appreciated about me growing up when I kind of reached that kind of which we'll talk about in our yeah, main yeah. meet today but um, coming out of childhood into teens I watched so many classic films mm. at my dad's with mm. with a kind of cinema setup, yeah. which I was hugely lucky to have and it just made me appreciate cinema like yeah, 
classic cinema so much. so and so, that's so cool. Now, I, I do think that you need the cinema experience for this because um, I didn't have it very loud, and I think this is it's so much about atmosphere. This film, so I got atmosphere. the atmosphere, but I, I feel like if I was in the cinema and I got the 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 the, the score and the music blaring out, yeah. and I was properly surrounded. I think I'd be way more in it than I was. And that was another aspect. We we had headphones. We'd watch oh. it with headphones. Yeah, so honestly, amazing. watching that on a big screen with headphones, yeah. oh, I can't that's be beaten. Cannot be beaten. I think, um, again, similar to Last Night in Soho, actually, uh, I feel very much like a, a voyeur watching this film. You're yeah. very much a fly on the wall, um, which I really liked about it. Obviously, sometimes you go into Ripley's perspective and you go first person yeah. uh, during some of the running scenes. Uh, but I feel, yeah, very much like a kind of a voyeur in this. Um, but I really, um, I mean, there's no point talking about Sigourney Weaver's performance because enough people, yeah. I mean, it is brilliant. I mean, everyone knows that. But I, I really believe her. Um, I absolutely believe her her performance in this, and and I think it's really realistic. Um, her her fear and and how terrified she is, which I don't think always is in in thriller and horror films. Yeah, yeah. Like when a lot of the time you'll see people just running straight and just bolting. And there was a moment in this film where she's running, but she's constantly looking back. And that's what you would do. Yeah, yeah. It's what you would do. Like, Look at the fucking thing that's been like Yeah, you wouldn't just run you. straight. Like, I, yeah, I just feel like the, the, the horror and the terror in this and the characters is done so realistically. And um, and, and, and I did care about uh, the characters going going forward. But as I say, I would have liked maybe a bit more time with them at, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of time spent in the first half just going through the corridors. Yeah, um, which again, I think again, it depends on the cinematic experience you have. Yeah. Because I think even to me at a younger age when I'd seen like m- way more modern films than this, mm. I still felt so tangible and like yeah. and just just seeing that that kind of world being in. I I appreciate how much that film builds the world for you mm. before anything starts happening. Um, and what I would recommend, I'm not going to make it a confession or anything for you, mm. but I I would consider watching Aliens, the I second one, Aliens, which yeah. is more of an action film. Yeah. So that's when, I mean, they start to move away from the kind of, it's still scary, mm. um, but it's it's more of an action film rather than a creepy horror. Yeah. Um, they've established the kind of the villain, which yeah. is the alien, and I I do, I, and like I said it last week, I love that kind of Jaws thing where they. They don't show the alien as well, much. Well, this is what I was about to talk about because I think um, I think that works really well. Mm. Um, I think the alien design is incredible. One of the best designs so creepy, of it? anything ever. I remember just film. seeing what Alien looked like as a kid. I hadn't seen the film, but I just yeah. seen Alien. I seen an Alien. Yeah, I was like, yeah. and I was terrified by it. Just looking at it, it it's is, a creepy looking thing, isn't it? It is haunting, and I think it, it works not showing it too much and just that the presence that it has and and i did really get that i really got the kind of the anxiety of where it might be and just yeah. showing it's the front of it showing its nose but i think i'm saying how you would change this film it's a classic film and everyone loves it people are callum's <laughs> idea of how alien <laughs> from no, 1970 no, no, no. what is it, is it 78 78 i believe yeah um, but what I would say is, for me personally, I would have liked to have seen the alien even less. Oh really? Okay. Yes, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you. For Watch why. Predator then. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, and what I'm talking about specifically is again, we can talk spoilers. It's a very old film. Um, is uh, when she when we think she's escaped at the end on the escape ship, um, and the aliens just land. Yeah. There. And can I just say, I think it it was really clever designing the ship. 
black and having these dangly things. So then just for that specific moment yeah. where you just assume it's part of the ship, but it's the alien, that's an incredible moment. Yeah. That is brilliant. But for me, what follows it, I wish we didn't see the alien so much then because you it's the first time you properly see it full body, like with some light on it. And for me then, it lost... Um, I don't know, I was out of it slightly because in that that was the first moment that I saw it was a man in an alien suit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think just it was just really weird and awkward for me that it was just laying there. I okay. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't quite get I, it. So I can't remember the specific moment you well, mean. Well it was but, but yeah. She was in, in this yeah. escape ship. I, I know I know roughly as in I yeah, know the, the she, scene. Yeah, she but was I just can't remember. The, the alien was just like laying there while she was getting ready in the suit and that. Um, right. and um I don't know, maybe someone can explain to me why that is. I'm sure there's a perfectly good explanation. But then when it then comes out and, and it stands up, for me, that's when it, uh, I, I lost, I, I came out of it a bit and saw that it was a man in a suit. And I didn't see that at all for okay. the film up to then. So I wish they hadn't done that. Um, but otherwise, I think the alien is absolutely incredible and terrifying and brilliant. I believe that the um, that they were really struggling to find someone to play it to be the alien because mm. they just needed to be so tall and slim and then, mm. and then they actually I think they something really they bumped into someone I can't remember if it was in a pub or something like that mm. but they bumped into this guy who was just so insanely tall and slender and they were like mm. can you please be an alien <laughs> um, but yeah I'll tell you, you I'd look up be. photos of I, I can't remember his name but if you look up the guy who's who's in the alien mm. suit um, he's so tall and oh, slender it's, yeah I'll tell you who it would be now it'd be Doug Jones if it was made nowadays it'd be Doug I Jones I don't know who that is do you not he does like he in like all of the Guillermo del Toro films, always playing the tall gangly. Oh, is he the thing. the Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, that and person. he's in uh, Hellboy as as the weird alien thing in that. He's also in um, uh, Shape of Water as the fish thing in right. that. And he plays like every tall gangly weird alien thing ever nowadays. Okay. So that's he would be playing it now. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that that's just where it, it lost me slightly. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, and again, in a weird way, going back to last night in Soho, it didn't necessarily really scare me. Like there were, there are some okay. jump scares, but it didn't really scare me, but it's more about, again, it's about suspense. It's really suspenseful. And it's just that anxiety of knowing that it might be somewhere. Um, and ra rather than all out scaring, it's more about the, the suspense for me. I have, I think I have a confession for you. Oh. As in, it's not, I've seen it, as in like one that I don't think you have mm. seen, but of, of a film that I think does it better, and I'll tell you later, but I think that might be what, okay. what you should confess about. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, yeah, we'll do that it's later. a very similar kind of film, yeah. but I think done in a completely different way. Okay. And from a similar time as well. Yeah. Not to spoil too much. Well, what I will, so yeah, so Alien, it sounds like I didn't like it. I did like it. Ridley. Just... Ridley. Ridley. Um, Callum says, could you do Alien a little bit better next time, please? Because it, it was just a little bit better. Well, there's more coming out, so you know, they've got time to improve. Yeah, he's still making Alien. Sorry, that is getting to me and my, you know, how my superhero mm. franchise. Stop making Alien films. Alien was great. Aliens was great. I still think Alien 3 was good. Should we move on to the next section? <laughs> Should we move on to the next section? Right, right. Before, I just want to David say... Fincher, the director, doesn't think it's good. The man who made it doesn't think it's good. I think it's better than people say it is. Anyway, 
what I'm not saying Alien's bad. I thought Alien was really good, and I'm very glad I watched it finally, and I should have watched it earlier. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's brilliant. I can really appreciate it as a as a film fan and, and as someone that's, yeah. that, that that is a part of films. Um, uh, but yeah, there was just too much. I, I knew too many of the things that were going to happen, and there was too expectation, too much expectation of what it might be and and what my yeah. uh, what my reaction to it should be for me to really fully love it. And from my perspective, um, Callum is wrong, and it, <laughs> to, for me, it's one of the best films ever made. Um, have you seen Predator? No. Why are you doing, doing, doing a film, film podcast? <laughs> this is what my Callum's confession is about. Right, anyway, well, should I we... think before you murder me, I think I'd better quickly go out the room for a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to have a little break. We're going to hear a lovely advert with a man with a lovely voice. Right, see you after the break. See you later. Hi there, I'm Richard Richardson, and I have a loud voice. So you should listen to me when I say that Wipe Away is the best car cleaner known to man. The only domestic car cleaner that can clean your car like a pro. Now you can either listen to me or Ted, one of our satisfied customers. What do you have to say, Ted? Um, yeah, it was good. It works well, easy to use. Don't need to get it cleaned anymore, so great. Amazing! Now stop wasting your time and money and go out and buy yourself some Wipe Away. Because no matter who you listen to, it's great. Wipe Away. Every Wiper winner. And we're back. Um, Callum's not here. He's gone. Callum can't mm. make it anymore. Um, mm. He was talking about how aliens should be changed mm. in the break. And, uh, I've taken it off. Ah. I'm out. Oh, he, he wriggled loose. <laughs> <laughs> You're very nice to the people you, you capture. I've got a beer and everything. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, apologies for all of my thoughts on Alien. I can I can hear the angry mob coming already. I did not not like it. I liked it. Okay. I, liked I did it. not not like it. I liked it. <laughs> That's a new song. Um, write that. So anyway, going away from that, let's quickly make people feel happy and talk about their childhood. childhood. <laughs> Um, we wow, didn't we even need, rehearse that. No, we need to, we need to get <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about nostalgic childhood yes. films. So um, mine are Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'm fully Alien. that to be it. Um, oh, I've got so much so psychological damage. The, the issue that I had is that I got a bit carried away and I just kept writing them down. I, um, and I, I've got like 25. I said to Chris, I initially said... Um, I said five, and then it changed to ten, and then I said oh, I've got fifteen. So Chris has got fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> I had the opposite issue where I really struggled to find any child-appropriate films that I watched when I was a child. I watched so <laughs> many things that are just not appropriate for a child. Mm. Um, and and just I just looking at lists of childhood films, like people's favorite childhood films. I didn't watch anything like that. Mm. I've, I'm really interested to see. What you like to my list? I think they're going to be very different. But we're specifically sticking to live action. Yes, because Films. there was just... I'm the problem here. Um, and there was just too many. I had too many and too many that I absolutely loved that I wouldn't be able to... I wouldn't be able to whittle them all down into one episode. So we're doing live action and nostalgic um, childhood films today. Yes. And then maybe the next episode or maybe the episode after will go to we'll um, to animated. Animated films. Um, but yeah, so what we're doing here is we're going to kind of list off all the ones that we've uh, written down and then... 
excuse me, uh, we're then going to uh, basically each say our top five, um, and we're going to basically try and somehow battle it out and create a combined top five if that's possible yeah so so we're going through the whole list and then yeah so go through the whole five. list of your live action cool first. i'm just removing the uh animated ones okay yeah cool Very prepared uh fight me man <laughs> i am prepared i've got a list here i've got two lists Ooh. Ooh, some of these are not children's films <laughs> i'm so interested in what you got just to warn you um right okay do you want to so... go first with your okay i shall go first so this is just live action. Yeah. I've got, first of all, and I'm not going not gonna to speak about them too much first. I, I find it very difficult with this first one because I love this film so much. Spy Kids. Okay. Are we going to break down each one as you go? No. We, I'm going to do that because there's too many for us to do that for all of them. Okay. So I'm just going to... Terrible. Just... <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I didn't watch it. I never watched it. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I'm going to say them and then we're gonna, we can speak a bit more about our top five. Okay. Okay. So you've got so spike. I'm just gonna so, so this is just all the ones I've listed, and then we'll speak more about our top five later. But this is more than five. Okay. Cool. Yes? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So cool, cool. I've got Spy Kids. I've got Stuart Little, Johnny English, Sky High, Aliens in the Attic, Thunderbirds, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is the Johnny Depp version, which I can say now. Um, Scooby Doo, <laughs> uh, the live action ones. Um, Garfield, Cat in the Hat, oh, Star Wars word. in general, because there's too many, and uh, Marvel films in general. So what you have done there is you've actually brought back so many I hadn't even thought of. <laughs> yeah. I want to can I dive into a couple of those? You can indeed. Aliens in the Attic, brilliant. I remember absolutely loving that, and I completely forgot about that. Completely forgot. It's, and I tell um, you a great fact about it: Austin Butler was in that film, and now he's big and massive because he's Elvis. Okay. Was in that film. I remember there being. I, I specifically remember a sequence from that where they like take over someone's body. Oh, it's so. And good. he was such like a Jim Carrey esque performance, and it. it was so yeah. funny, so like over the top. And I'm actually a huge. Ah, oh, Jim Carrey. I've just had another one. I'm adding it to my list now because I've just remembered one. Oh. I was such a big Jim Carrey fan. Group. I I really struggled to just remember what I watched as a kid, and now they're just coming back. It out. So yeah, <laughs> Aliens in the Attic I watched, and Sky High I think I saw a couple of times. Great film. I remember liking that. Yeah. Right. Are we diving into those, or do you want to hear mine? No, let's talk. Let's talk about yours. Okay. This one might need to be bumped up to my top five, but just talking about Jim Carrey, I watched like on repeat. Mm. Constantly dumb and dumber. Never seen it. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna get the cage out again. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, Alrighty then. Oh, wrong Jim Carrey film. Yeah, I know, I know. Great film as well, though, The Mask. He says it a lot in different films. Yeah, but I think he also says it in The Mask. Does he in The Mask? You know, Chris is upset when he turns into A.S. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to slap you. Slap you harder, oh, stop it. People might like that. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Okay. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, you watch that a lot? Yeah. Okay. I used to watch that a lot when I was a kid because it was my mum's favourite film. I found that terrifying. Really? Yeah. I really did not like the flying monkeys. Or the witch. It really scared me. The child. Lame. Um... <laughs> 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Speaking of terrifying. Uh, do you know, same thing. I've not thought about these. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm go- I am like, some of these are not kids films. <laughs> Lord of the Rings trilogy. No, but that's fair. And I yeah. would like to talk, I would like to dive in at some point about why that's, it's not in my top five, but I would like to dive in as to why that's on there. Okay. Zathura. You what? Did you watch Zathura? What is that? Ah. Oh, you know Jumanji? Yeah. It's that concept, but with a space video game, uh, a space board game. Right. And it's it's about these kids in a house, and they start playing this game called Zathura. And I honestly thought you said the Führer. The Führer. <laughs> <laughs> you child. know the Führer. <laughs> Fuck. No, Callum. <laughs> Zafura. Zafura. It's like Jumanji, but set in space, and there's like a big robot in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's really good. Right. This is not a kids' film in any way. Mm-hmm. It's really anti-kids' film. At what age did you watch this? Life of Brian. <laughs> now I say this because it was the first ever. R-rated film I ever watched. Is it R-rated? It's very rude. Yeah, we didn't know it was R-rated. Interesting. It's 15, I think. I mean, I've not... The only thing I know about the life of Brian is um, always look on the bright side of the life. Okay. It's a very rude film, but it was like... it was For me, as a child, I watched that mm. with my mum, and I was like, this is the best thing ever because it's a rude film, and it's the mm. first like 15-rated film I'd ever seen. So for me, that's a childhood film. Right. Nice at the Museum. Oh, I didn't... Think about that film. Yeah, and my dad, at the time Night of the Museum came out, was um, an exhibit manager at the Natural History Museum in oh. London. So I was like, Dad, is this your life? This is your life, right? And he's like, no, Chris. And I'm like, oh, it's because he doesn't work at night shifts. <laughs> if he worked the night shifts, then... That is brilliant. Then that'd be happening. Great film. Um, Star Wars original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Blues Brothers. Oh, great. And then Star Wars the prequels. Right, can I just ask you, did you, ha- have you put Blues Brothers in your top five? Yes. Okay, we'll talk about it later then. Okay. Because I've got a great story cool. about Blues Brothers. So that's your list, yeah? That's my list. Okay, let's talk about, and I haven't actually, I haven't put down what my top five was, so I'm going to have to work out on the spot. Um, but uh, we'll go one after the other. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my, one of my top fives okay. first, and I'm going Spy Kids. Now you haven't seen Spy Kids, but Spy Kids is so much a part of my childhood. I've I was quite a lot uh, referred to as Junie, uh, who is yeah. Um, you got told you looked like one of them, didn't you? One of them. One of those. It's, it's a it's a boy from a film. It's a, it's one a of them real Spy person. Kids. <laughs> yes, yes, Junie. One the, of them. The, uh, the 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 son, the the boy in that film. Um, yeah, I a large part of my childhood that film. I well the first one. Um, second one's alright third one I, I really couldn't decide whether to put the first or the third in my top five um, so I'm just going to put Spy Kids in general um, which I think is a fair thing to do in this um, if we can't decide a specific film we just put yeah, the yeah. franchise um, but yeah I mean they're just particularly that first film it's so nostalgic I mean um, Alan Cummings as Mr. Floop I mean it's so irritating because you, know, you don't know this but it's know, just in incredible just i mean it's so silly this film it's so silly it's a spy film but it's also got it's just ridiculous got people in these weird toy costumes turning like uh these like um government people and spy people into these weird like clay shaped monster things and then the henchmen are thumbs 
Like, it's just, it's absolutely mental. It's an acid trip. To be perfectly honest, this is an acid trip as a children's film. But it's fantastic. And as a child, it was just brilliant thinking that I could have a jetpack and I could be a spy. And it was all those things you want to do when you're that age. And and it was it was a family film as well. Um, about this spy family and, and this this brother and sister dynamic. And I've got two sisters, so I really yeah. relate to that dynamic. Um, and it's got real heart and it's really sweet. Um, and I think they're really cool. The third film was, um, which is all about being uh, in a video game, and it's got Sylvester Stallone in it as the video uh, as the um, villain, which is mental. Um, it's got so many good people, and Antonio Banderas plays the dad. There's just so many big actors okay. that you would never think would be in these films. Um, and I was really into video games when uh, Spy Kids Three came out. Um, so yeah, I just have so many fond memories of those films, and uh, they are very firmly in my top five. Cool. So uh, over to you for one of your right. top five. So uh, I, it was going to be Life of Brian, but I talked to him a little bit about why I put that there already. So I'm going to swap it for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That was like a, I have, for me, it's it's about my memories. And that's mm. a specific memory mm. of, uh, of it being something like New Year's, mm. New Year's Eve, which is like the only time you get to stay up as a kid. Mm-hmm. And they were playing mm. the first Lord of the Rings film. Right. And and I would never have been able to watch allowed to watch that film if it wasn't for the fact that I was allowed to stay up till midnight. Mm. And so and we you know when you're super young, like midnight is this mystical time yeah, that yeah, you yeah. never even reach because yeah. you get sent to bed at six or eight or whenever your parents want to hear you shut up. Lame. <laughs> um Yeah, and, and I remember watching yeah, just staying up for this whole film and I, I stayed awake for all of it and I, I just I have vivid memories of watching that and then and then as a little bit older watching the next two mm. and again yeah not not kids films mm. full of violence and gore um can but I, I just have specific memories of it can i infuriate you oh my god i've not seen them <laughs> it's another film this is like me really wanting to start like a football <laughs> podcast <laughs> what? this is what i'm here it's a learning experience okay Learning experience. You are. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And right. I'm not. I'm regretting sharing this because it's my pet hate, and I told people this, and all they do is do it to me now whenever they see me. My pet hate is when you say you haven't seen something, Mm. and the person replies to you, "You've never seen butter," and it's always in that exact time. It's. It's. I've never seen. Jurassic Park. Yeah. You've never seen Jurassic Park. And then it's made worse when it's like, you haven't lived. <laughs> and it's always in that exact same time. And that drives me mad. And um, so now my family just do that all the time with anything, even when I'm not there. But I just so want to do that to you right now. Sorry. You've never seen <laughs> Lord of the Rings. You haven't lived. <laughs> yeah, I do apologise. It's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> I've seen... And do you know what's worse is that I have seen uh, the Lord of the Rings doesn't really seem to be on TV much, but uh, I've seen the Hobbit quite a bit on TV. I've never watched them fully, but I've seen bit, long bits of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? He's not laughing. He's crying. That is whimper. He's whimpering. <laughs> you didn't know who I was, did you? Your life's a lie. <laughs> 
Come on, use your words. Use your words. It's back to you. <laughs> back to you. <laughs> right. So my next one. Let me just think what my next in the top five is going to be. Um, I'm going to say. Oh, this is really hard. Scooby Doo. Yeah. So I've not seen another rings, but I have seen both Scooby Doo films. <laughs> No, I absolutely... Zoinks, indeed. <laughs> Zoinks, Scoop. Um, yeah, I love jinkies. Um, yes, I... <laughs> so, I love both of those films. I think I prefer the first one. I don't really think I've watched the second one as much, but I've watched the first one so many times. Rowan Atkinson um, is in this film, and uh, whether I talk about him in this episode or another one... Uh, we shall find out, but um, I, I love Rowan Atkinson and, and he's brilliant in this film, as is everyone. It, it's so great. I mean, it, it's weird watching it back because there's so much about this film which isn't for children at all. Like, at all. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it since I was a child. I haven't. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of... If you watch videos about it online, you, you'll see why it's not necessarily always for kids. But I think a lot of films are like that because if adults have got to take their kids to go and see a film, you want to have a little bit in there the adults can enjoy. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that these these films are so much fun to me. And again, it's kind of that, it's that mystery thing that you, you love as a child and these are just so, um, so nostalgic for me. Even the... This is one of the first films I'd ever seen with an end credits sequence when they're in uh, they're, they're in a bar and they're um, they're trying chilies and there's smoke coming out of their ears. Right. Just like there's so much childish humour in this and there's so much from the cartoons. I love the cartoons. I think I've probably seen actually the film maybe more than I've seen any of the cartoons. I, I just love this first film so much, which is Scooby Doo. Uh, is it? I think it's just called Scooby Doo, or maybe it's Scooby Doo something island um uh but yeah it's um, scooby-doo 2 electric scooby-doo <laughs> not that great one though um yeah no it's uh, i love all the all the characters um it's good i think for the time they did scooby-doo really well i think they did the um uh the uh the the the, 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 the effects the effects <laughs> Uh, really, so I'm, I'm just so flustered because CGI. The, the CGI. I think they did the CGI actually really well for the time. Um, on, on again, I can't really remember it. To me, when you're a kid, it's just it's just a dog in front of you. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I can't remember how good the CGI was. No, I think you look back at it. Obviously, like it's a bit. It doesn't necessarily look. The face doesn't look like a dog. But I don't think that's not really the point, though. Is it? It's, it's supposed to be, um, you know, extra yeah. and animated. But I do remember um, that being incredible at the time. Though, so like, uh, you could see like characters that you'd known to be cartoons yeah be people I, th- I think and at that at the time because it wasn't done as much it was amazing obviously now yeah. everything has been done yeah twice. big whoop deal with it big whoop scooby-doo and they'll probably make it again um i kind of hope they don't because i think that was brilliant um and uh i, I really love the fact that freddie prince jr played freddie that's just very appealing to me um yeah i think they're brilliant films. They bring me a lot of joy, and there's a lot of great sequences. And in particular, I, because of my disposition of having IBS, I really like the farting scene in the first film where they just try to outdo each other with a fart. Um, if I tried to do that, it would get messy. Um, I yeah, love which is going to be our game later, isn't it? <laughs> Outdoing each other, and we've had noodles. So, and I had a lot of cheese for lunch, so that is a possibility. I made cannabis and chow mein. I'm going to make my own special effects. Uh, your turn, Chris. Yes. Um, Night at the Museum. 
I watched that film. That was another film I watched over and over and over again as a kid. Um, as I mentioned, yeah, my dad was working at Natural History Museum, so I just thought it was so cool, mm. especially when you're that age. Like, my dad does this, my mm. dad does that, or my mum does this, or my mum does that. Um, yeah, I just remember really enjoying that. Um, yeah, and uh, Rami Malek is in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he is. Uh, one of the first roles we'd seen him in. Um, who else? Robin Williams. Robin Williams is Legend. it. Legend. I always get their names wrong. Right? Not Robbie Williams. Robin Williams. <laughs> Not Robbie Williams. Robin Williams Legend is in it. Um, and Dick Van Dyke plays the villain. Does he? Yes, he's the old man. There's like a team of old men. Oh, and yeah. And they are the villains. And Dick Van Dyke is the kind of leader bit. And I, I remember like see, after seeing Mary Poppins, because uh, you were watching kids' films at the same time, yeah, and knowing yeah, like yeah. Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins is oh, is the villain in this, and it's really cool. And he's old now. Dick Van Dyke's still alive. Yeah, and he's 96. It's insane. It's men- and he's still dancing. He went on, a, he? on an award show the other day. Um, I think and no no that's what it is he did the Masked Singer in America really yeah he did the Masked Singer that's crazy he's I love it his jour de vivre is incredible so yeah um, yeah Night in the Museum lots of fun just historical figures coming to life a very good film I give it I I forgot about that very silly bit of Ben Stiller action yeah very good and I just remember Ben Stiller actually I I don't think I've liked many Ben Stiller films I've not seen many actually yeah I haven't seen that many dum dum give me gum gum (laughs) I just remember that the big like Easter Island that's great Again, yeah. I think the effects in that film were done really well yeah. as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Right, so... Uh, I like how they made all the things like come to life. That was really good effects. Yeah, or like the things come to life. As like Robin play. Williams wasn't moving and then he was. Bro. Bro, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> um, yeah, very good film. Uh, uh, ooh, I'm going to say, and this is going to be controversial because it's supposed to be definitely the worst version of this film. Or not as good as the original, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, as opposed yep. to Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched that all the time as a kid as well. That was one another one that I'd I been brought back to. It is a brilliant film. I okay. I've not seen the original. I've not seen Ooh. the original Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, or whatever it's called. You haven't seen Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Oh, oh you haven't I lived. Knew I was going to regret this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not meant to be swearing on this podcast, but I am. Yeah, no. Knew I was a good one. Anyway, uh, yeah, but I watched that film all the time as well. And I really vividly remember at the time, I think Cadbury's did a marketing thing mm. where they actually made lots of different Willy Wonka style chocolate bars when, when it was in the cinema. And you could actually mm. go along and you could get a golden ticket. It was like, a, you know, like how Walkers and stuff always do like competitions. and. I don't think it was Cadbury's though. It might not there be was, Cadbury's. Because ever I was watching. It was a chocolate I, I got trapped down a. Um, I got trapped down a rabbit hole the other day um, where they were talking about like real life Wonka bars. Right. Um, the, when the first film was made, uh, the rights were bought to actually make Wonka bars. I can't remember who has the rights to, to, to make them. Um, but yeah, like it's terrible chocolate. Like awful. Right. And it's a really bog standard. Um, like chocolate and it's, it's always been they, they still make them now and I remember because I, as I say I love this film um, and, uh, and I always wanted a Wonka bar and I remember getting one once and it's just terrible like I they do t- other stuff like like candy as they call yeah, it yeah, like yeah. nerds and stuff like that so they do lots of different stuff which is just derivative of, of other normal candy in America yeah. Um, but yeah here's the thing um, not Cadbury's though um, okay. and um I mean, I know that stuff. I've been to Cadbury World in Birmingham many times. Weird flex. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I love this film. I just, um, 
the set design is just amazing. I want to go there. And the fact that it was so much of this film was practical effects yeah. is just amazing. A lot of the Oompa Loompas were, were real like um, robots. A lot of it was done the... Um, oh, I knew his name and now I can't remember it. Um, but um, the guy that played all the Oompa Loompas, a lot of it was that he was doing the same movements but in different positions. Right. Uh, and, and they com- computer generated it like that. But a lot of it was that they were little robots that did yeah. things. Um, and what they did with the... Um, just all of the, the set pieces that they did with um, uh, with getting rid of the children. And I just think, uh, yeah, the set design is incredible in this film and it just... It just really makes you believe, and it's just amazing to watch as a child. Yeah, and I've got um, so many like vivid memories from my people, and I remember being little at the time and loving it, and all like the adults and even like it's not as good as the original, but uh, when you're a kid, it's just like you've just seen that film and it's brilliant, and you. I, yeah. I, I just remember really enjoying that. That was film. our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, at the end of the day, way. that was theirs, so, but this so is ours. Back off! Back off! Back off! Adults. Our film, mate. We're adults now, isn't that weird? Some of us. All right. That's me. That was um, a joke. Wasn't very funny because no one laughed. No, they didn't. Should we get like a laugh track, like a live studio audience? Oh, that'd be nice for my ego. I say my ego, your ego. You've got a big ego, haven't you? Anyway, continuing. We're never going to get through this. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so, now, isn't absolutely it? love that film. Um, on to your next one. I have separated them because I watched them very differently on a little mm. Star Wars original trilogy. Lower mm. for me, okay. Not now as an adult and in quality, but as a child, lower for me than Star Wars prequels. But Star Wars the original trilogy, watch that all the time mm. as a kid. Um, yeah, would watch them religiously back to back. And I also played Star Wars Battlefront on oh. the PC. I immersed myself entirely in Star Wars as a mm. kid. Uh, I had lightsaber toys. Somehow, when me and my brother would be bought lightsabers, mm. I would always be bought the Sith ones. I'd always be bought the red ones. <laughs> it's because you are evil. Yeah, you know yeah. And, and my brother would always get like a blue or a green one. Amazing. And um, and I even we had an artist come around and like paint us once. Um, when we were what. Kids. It was fine. We what? knew about it. <laughs> As in, like, it was just like a, it was just like a family. It mum came got to your house. Yeah, and, and mum got painted, you. and we got painted, and it was meant to be just like a family, you know. So we have a painting of, of us, um, and, and, the sons. Do you really... live in a manor? Like what? What? what is going no, on? No, it's not like a. I wasn't like a, a portrait. It was just like a meant to be. He was like a sketch artist or something. He was just meant to draw something. Maybe you see those on the side of the street. You don't t- bring them into your home. Do you mean paintings or kids? <laughs> Both. Anyway, what I mean was, he would just paint us. He did it once. It was a fun, but like you'd go and get a family photo. Yes. It, we thought once it would be funny to get like a, a family painting. Okay. You know we weren't bloody. We weren't, we're not. We don't live in a manor. Anyway. Not anymore. But again, he drew. He drew us doing some on, on Tatooine, doing like a oh, a lightsaber wow. fight. And again, I was painted as the Sith Lord. <laughs> and there's my brother. My brother was 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 painted as um as having his hand in his pocket and like effortlessly fighting me yeah. as I really struggle with like. 
a double oh, red lightsaber. I'm massively going off topic here, but I'm guess I'm just trying to say that my whole life as a kid was Star Wars, and I've I've ranked Star Wars original trilogy lower for me as a kid than Star Wars the prequels. Are you going to talk about prequels in a minute? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, fair sorry. Enough. Yeah, I've rambled massively. No, 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 no. Love Star Wars. Right. Um. Well, next. Um. MCU films are on there. Do I? Do I put them in my top five? Um, yeah, do you know what I do? Because I think... Because they, they are a large... children's films. <laughs> oh, 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 the angry mob become I can hear them. Um, no, I think... Yeah, I, would, but I think they were a large part of my of my childhood. Um, and like Iron Man came out when I was eight. I absolutely loved that film. Um, Captain America. I, I think Phase 1 were in my like childhood now known as my like nostalgia years yeah um and i think for me that's probably the best um and it's when i was most i've invested for a long time in it but that's probably when i was most invested i loved those films i absolutely love those films when they all came together in the avengers it was brilliant i loved the first thor film and how shakespearean that was um and uh and yeah just absolutely brilliant um and yeah i'm not going to talk about them too much because we've already done a whole episode on superhero films but um yeah, they're a large part of my childhood yes. and they have to go in my top five. Great for children. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 good. <laughs> Children's films. You know, I, I take it back. Don't comment ab- about this episode <laughs> on any of our socials, please. <laughs> um, right. It was tough to choose a top for me, but in second place is Blues Brothers, which is again another curveball. Because mm-hmm. it's not a kids' film, there's a lot of like mm-hmm. rude references in it. But Blues Brothers, and I stand by this, which no one would expect, and I think you'd forget if you haven't seen Blues Brothers in a long time. It has the best car chase in any film ever. It has the biggest police car pileup, like ever. Right. It's it's one of the best I don't sequences. That at all. There's a hu- there's a colossal police car chase, right. um, and one of like the biggest car pileups in cinema. Amazing! It's so g- I'd watch it again, and it, and it's so silly. It's got uh, Carrie Fisher's in it, and she she, she plays like a jealous ex um, wife of one of the Blues Brothers, and oh. she always like really kind of slapstick comedy, but she's like always chasing them with like a rocket launcher and like blowing up buildings <laughs> that they've just been in and stuff like that. It's really silly, um, and again, I just remember loving that as a kid. It's again really adult stuff. Um, but the I just I just remember like it's got amazing music and me and my brother went to a New Year's Eve party when we were kids mm. we got dressed up by our parents as Jake and Elwood um, and we had the little Jake and Elwood uh, tattoo thingies on our knuckles oh. and yeah I just I again really weird thing to like as a child but I loved it and I'd watch it again now I'd really recommend people watch. have you seen it? Well, you would, I thought I had, but you were talking about things and I don't remember that. Maybe I've not seen it the whole way it's, through. There's so many little things. It. Huge car pile up. Steven Spielberg's in it and plays like a really <laughs> weird little role where he's in an office and gets mm. like um, grabbed by them. It's 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 so good. But a honestly, a lot of cameos in there. A lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Aretha Franklin's in it. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his? So name? many people. So yeah. many people from Motown. Yeah, right. Really good, and I loved it as a kid. I just I thought it was hilarious. I really got the humour of it, even though it was a bit adult. I, I yeah, 
There's something you're very likeable, mm. I think, as a child about it. It's funny you say about you and your brother um, dressing up as them, because this is what I wanted to say earlier. Now, I'm pretty sure Robbie's going to be... My friend Robbie listens to this. Um, he's going to be listening to this, and Robbie, I apologise. We've kept this secret for a long time from people that weren't at our primary school, but Robbie, it's, it's time to let it out. We, in year six, in our primary school, there was a talent show that that uh, we all put together um, and we were the age at this time we would have been what, about 10 years old everyone's doing like a bit of beatboxing bit of, yeah. um, like a bit of dancing like um, popping and locking you know what the kids do uh, and all this singing and stuff like that what do we decide to do as 10 year olds we sing Everybody Needs Somebody by the Blues everybody Brothers. <laughs> Fully dressed up. We had choreography that we were practicing for weeks at his house. It was, I mean, it's a seminal moment in our friendship and I will always remember it. Um, yeah, very big. So, yeah. I, I, the humour of that a lot of love was for that so film. good. Watch, I'd watch it again. Yeah, if you can't remember too. the car chase, watch it again. Maybe I was too young. Yeah. And I even had a toy. I had a toy of the car that they drive. It's like a... <gasps> Awesome. I think it's like a Ford Thunderbird or something. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And they've got like a huge speaker attached. They drive around a police car themselves. It's, <laughs> it's so good. I'd watch it. If you can't remember it, watch it again. Yeah, I need to watch that again. Very good pick. Right, okay. So for my final pick, and then we're going to um, try and whittle them down Do into a top five, into a combined top five. I've done that. No, no, combined top oh, five. Oh, combined top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So to wrap up the segment. Um, so my I've still got one more so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so my final one for this uh, for my top five. Oh, this is really difficult to choose um, choose <laughs> do it right, now I'm gonna say Garfield 2 <laughs> fuck me <laughs> Jesus Christ sorry I'm swearing so much in this one it's my fault no, actually, do you know what? No, I'm going to change that because I've just decided that it's. I don't think it is. The it's man Johnny was running a film podcast. <laughs> it's just Jason Garfield too. No, I'm going to change that. I'm changing it to Johnny English, which is, I I want to talk about yeah. Johnny English yeah, too yeah. at some point. Um, I think at some point we need to talk about our favourite films, and I'd like to have a real in depth talk about that okay my favorite films in general and johnny english 2 is one of my favorite films of all time <laughs> okay um, it is it's brilliant it is. but i think um if i'm talking about my childhood it would probably be the first johnny english the original yeah. and i i have like you said before i have real um very specific memory i remember one of my old um friends house they the, they were older than me um and um uh they'd already watched johnny english um, and they uh, and I just looked at it and went, what's what's this? I can't remember how old I was at the time. Probably about six or seven. I was like, what's what's this? And I'm like, well, you can take it if you want. We can watch it. We won't watch it again. So I watched it, and it was just it was brilliant. I think at the time it was almost like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Maybe this is a bit too old for me. But it was it. That's it the works one with John so Malkovich. Isn't yeah, it? John it's Malkovich, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's brilliant. It's it's so good because it's it's for children and it's for adults. I think yeah. it, it works as well for both i think it's such a funny film like i mean again i don't want to bring it up there's, there's great poo poo jokes in there so it really goes to my humor we're really going heavy on the poo and, oh and yeah poo he jokes. climbs poo and up fart a, jokes today he, aren't we? well yeah you know it's all about nostalgia about childhood <laughs> he, he climbs up a toilet which is brilliant um 
he uh is uh he's singing in the shower um to an abba song with a little rubber duck um does your mother know it's just like there's just so many iconic bits in this film he he goes to um he's following a bad guy who's uh supposed to have the crown jewels uh in a um he's following a hearse and then he gets it wrong and he follows the wrong hearse and then goes to a funeral and starts jumping yeah. on someone's coffin because he thinks it's fake it's just um, so many great moments what's his name is it ben miller yes plays yeah, his boff, boff. yeah, yeah. Boff. so good there's no, just so boff. many funny like there's a bit where he he thinks he's found the assailant um in, in a car park and he grabs their legs and it was actually boff and Boff just got all blood down his nose. There's another bit where he's looking. Um, uh, they're trying to work out where the crown jewels were stolen from, and he's trying to work it out. And then behind him is this massive hole where obviously they've taken it from uh, from the floor. And he's like, "Oh, I wonder where." And then he falls down the hole. There's just so much great yeah. like slapstick comedy, um, but uh, it's just so funny. Rowan Atkinson so funny. really leans into that kind of. Um straight person as in straight as in in terms of comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. the straight person and the and the comedy person yeah. like the, the having he loves to have someone play someone normal yeah. to react off and in blackadder he is that person yeah, he's the yeah, normal yeah. one and baldrick's the yeah. but he really likes that that kind of i just think it's brilliant i love the fact that it came out of what bank i think it was barclays it came out of this character johnny english just came out of he was doing um barclays adverts right um i think he again i think he was a spy that was really just not very good at his job but thought he was really good and that's the whole premise yeah, yeah. is that it's someone who thinks they're much better at what they do than they actually are yeah yeah um, but there's so much heart in this film and i yeah it really appealed to me as a child and it still does now and i'll talk about the second film at some time on this podcast it's because it's one of my favorites um yeah so johnny english uh, the first one is on there for me Right, my top one, and I know this is going to cause issues, and it's not how I think about these films critically now, but as a child, my favourite films to watch were the Star Wars prequels. And here come the mob again. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know they're not very good, but as a kid, I, no, I, I don't considering, think I don't think, I, I, I think, just to say they're not very good, I don't think it's fair. The dialogue is not very good. As a kid, yeah. You don't care about that. Mm. As a as a child, I know the Phantom Menace is not a popular film amongst Star Wars fans, but it's got pod racing, it's got Darth Maul, it's yeah. got that whole fight sequence at the end in Attack of the Clones. You've got that entire kind of like gladiator style, like yeah. um, all the droids in it. They're funny. Django Fett. Yeah, yeah, and I know again a completely hated character. Again, I don't like them. This is coming from childhood. Chris, <laughs> born in two thousand. Uh, loving Jar Jar Binks as a kid, yeah. um, which would enrage so many of the generation above us. But can I just say, just grow up. The people that have given him the amount of hate that he's had, but like, come on. Now. Also, I do think now it has come like there are certain kind of racial stereotypes. I believe that they played off with that character, which is also which, terrible. Which is, Again, yeah. as a kid, you didn't even think about that so i haven't seen these films as a kid it would be interesting to revisit that uh, mm. and have a look so there are definitely issues there and again these I, these are not known for being good films but i think as a kid and especially revenge of the sith got a bit darker i think mm. as well i just there was on all the stuff that came with it as a child like the lego star wars games yeah, and amazing. just all the stuff that you could play with it as a kid I think, and clones and droids. I had loads of, like, I had a little gunship thing. Oh, and the Clone Wars yeah. spin-offs that came with it. I, there was so much oh, within we that world of the prequels that were, that were good for yeah. children. 
but they are not the best Star Wars films. But obviously. what I would say is, I think if people have got to stop feeling um, guilty about liking those films of that generation because, like we spoke about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that was our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is our Star Wars. It, it came out when we were that age to love it. And, yes, and... and... So, so I think... It, it, I don't know, it's our Star Wars. Obviously, yes, I do. Objectively, I, I think the original Star Wars are better. Yeah. Um, but then I 100%. think you, you look at the new Star Wars that come out, and I just feel like I don't think they're... I don't think they're... Some of them aren't a million miles away from what the prequels were. I, yeah, I just yeah, think... Yeah. I think, And it's funny, the prequels are getting a bit of a resurgence now in that people that um, were of that age and that they grew up with them, they're starting to stick up for them and go, actually, no, and you know what, I'm not afraid to say that they are my Star Wars films. I do still love them, and I do. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're my Star Wars. I, 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 I'm just saying as a kid. But you grew up with them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and So there's the, the, the and, nostalgia. And, and being a ch- I mean, by, what, 2006, all three of the prequels have come out, mm. and, and wanting to get into Star Wars as a kid, you'd watch one, two, three first, yeah, which, yeah. You, which were the, the first three that had come out. Oh, look, sorry, the which were the prequels, yeah, even yeah. though they weren't the first three that come out. Um, so I think it probably annoy people of the older generation that we were so into those films. But as <sighs> a kid, everyone wants to be annoyed by something. As a kid, we were. Well, okay. and Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. Oh yeah, and the fact that he he would only do it if he had a lightsaber that would make him stand out in that yeah, yeah. scene. I love it. Absolutely love General it. Grievous. So cool. so, many cool, so many cool things as a kid. Bits. And I had toys of all of those. Oh, the toys are so cool. So there you go. I've And we need to talk about the Clone Wars at some point in a yeah, yeah. separate episode, maybe about Which arguably are a lot better than the prequels. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Far better. Right, anyway. okay, so before we send everyone to sleep, um let's uh, let's quickly summarise and let's put together a, a top five, a combined top five. Okay, well I don't think we can because we've gone so weird and different with no, all of us. No, what I think shared we can. ones did we I, have? Right. Now, I didn't share the prequels with you, but I'm going to say, let's put the prequels in there. At the top? I don't think we need to put an order. Let's okay. just put... Okay, prequels a, are going in. Yeah, prequels are in. I... And haters, grow up. I'd be willing to put uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, what other shared ones do we have? Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Check I it think in. that should be in there. Um, what else did you say? I'm going to fight the original trilogy of Star Wars as well. Was it not very... No, I... <laughs> yeah, they were rubbish. Just like were... Alien. <laughs> do yeah. them better. Could you do... <laughs> Didn't quite do it for me there, George Lucas. <laughs> Can you do Empire Strikes Back what? again, but better, please? I don't think it's going anywhere, that story. <laughs> um, they... I, 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 I can't remember them as much a part of my childhood. So let's All think right. about another one that we can agree on. All right. Scooby-Doo. No. <laughs> oh, come on, man. No. You haven't even Not seen Spy I really it. want to fight for Spy Kids. Well, keep fighting all you like. <laughs> Night, in, Night right. in the Museum? I'm happy to put Night in the Museum. Okay, okay. So we've got prequels. We've Charlie got and the Charlie Chocolate, Chocolate Factory, Factory. And we've got Night in the Museum. Night in the Museum. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Wildcard. Garfield. <laughs> I watched Garfield and I enjoyed Garfield as a kid, so I'm happy to. Oh, the top five. <laughs> no, I didn't put it in my top five, so I was just joking. But great films. I think second is better. Yeah, I'm gonna fight the corner of Blues Brothers. I know it's not a childhood film, mm. 
but it was a big part of my childhood, and I think it's a very good film. But I wouldn't mm. actually, I wouldn't recommend it a kid to watch it. You you enjoyed MCU films as a kid, didn't you? Yes. Could we not? Yeah. Put that in. Yes. Okay. Put okay. some MCU films. So childhood films. So we. <laughs> so we've got MCU films. Okay. Um, we've got Charlie Night- and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Um, we've got Night uh, at the Museum. Night at the Museum. Star Wars prequels. Star Wars prequels. Now we've got one left. What? So what was in your top five? So you had Spy uh, Kids and Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Spy Kids and Johnny English. Johnny English. I will. I will allow Johnny English in there because I did also watch that a lot as a child. What were your other ones? My other ones in my top five so were were Blues in. were Blues Brothers, yeah. Star Wars the original trilogy, Life of Brian, <laughs> and Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> Which is insane to me that you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen Life of Brian or... Yeah. Well, there's an option for that as a put, Callum's confession. Put Johnny English in. <laughs> there we go. Johnny English poo jokes. That's a win for poo jokes. Bum poo wee jokes. There we go. His trousers fell down at some point as well. Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it's really highbrow stuff. And I still love it. Brilliant. Well, right, there we go. that puts an end to this section. Let's have a break, and then uh, we'll. I, I was going to say, normally I say we've been really serious in the main bit, we haven't at all. But let's be even more silly in the final section. I just remember, in times of trouble, pee pee poo poo <laughs> bum bum. Funny. Us men don't think about our mugs. We put them throughout each and every day, but do we clean them properly? Nah, we can't be bothered. We ain't got time for that. Too busy. But women, they seem to find the time somewhere. Lads, it's time for a revolution. We need to start looking after our ugly mugs or they're going to get uglier. But don't fret, because we ain't alone. Because we've got Bosch, face cleanser and moisturiser. You want to leave your backside dirty, so why leave your face? Bish bash Bosch, give your mug a wash. And we're back back. for the final segment of the show. If you're still here. If you're still here. (laughs) If you've rushed off to go watch Spy Kids again. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. It's had enough airtime now, let's move on. <laughs> right, okay. So uh let's be even more silly. Um and let's have a bit of a game. So the game today, uh, again, now that we know people are listening, if you've got any ideas for games, we'd love to know. Um uh we're scraping the barrel. Uh, the game is never do a Christopher Walken impression again. <laughs> ever again. Sorry to the person in Brussels <laughs> <laughs> on their break. Um Sorry, Olaf Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> Giant Slur of Germany. Um but uh yeah, so uh, yeah, so if you've got any game suggestions then that'd be that'd be brilliant. Um so yeah, so today we're gonna do the absolute classic if you're in the car and taking ages to get somewhere in a traffic jam. It's guess that tune, but it's film. Yes. So we're just gonna hum hum or da la 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 yeah. something. I mean you've got a guitar, you could do it on the guitar. But... I don't know, I won't know these things. <laughs> you're not that talented. Um, right, okay, so let's, uh, should we do five each? Yeah, just do them in turns. I'm just going to come up with some off the top of my head. Okay. Um, Can I go first? You go first. Da, 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 da. Indiana Jones. Okay, cool. Nice and easy. It's 1.10 me. Um, right, uh, what am I going to give you? Um... Da 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 Yes, sped up for some reason. Right, your turn. Do 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 do
Jurassic Park. Yeah. Or Jurassic World. Not Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yes. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Chris is not coming back for episode four. Christ! <laughs> Christ! Is that your walking? No. My fucking shouting. Wow, he's really not angry today. <laughs> he's gone full Jack Fisher and just swearing constantly. Um, right, uh, my turn. Da 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 your turn. I've got one in my head and I don't know where it's from. Right. So I'm going to see if you know it. Back to the Future. That is that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, lad. Not seen it. You are joking me. You are joking me. No, I've seen it, but I wasn't properly watching it. What films do you... Sorry, what films do you watch? What films do you watch? Well, there's going to be a lot of Callum's confessions today. <laughs> I'll just be confessing the entire... Is it just Spy Kids and Garfield? <laughs> Is that all you've seen and you wanted to start a film podcast? It's a learning Yeah, that qualifies. My favourite films are Spy Kids and Garfield. I'll run a film podcast. That's why I've got to make my own because no one would have me. I might leave. <laughs> anyway. Right, okay. Um, got it. Cool. Sound of music. Yes. Cool. Expertly done. Turns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sound like a Dutch man. Um, right. Um, got it. Da 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 We've gotten all of these so far. Please guess so I have to stop doing this. Don't join in. Guess the film, Callum. Right, okay. Um da 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 Oh Aladdin It is indeed There we go, five for five Classically trained There we go, that's probably excruciating for people to listen to. I'm so sorry. At least it was brief this time. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry about the four. Um, yeah, cool. so, yeah, do do send in suggestions for games, or this will continue happening. Um, yeah, so that is the episode really for today. Um, but first, obviously, we've got to do recommendations. Yes, recommendation for me, good sir. Right, it's like Alien, but it's not Alien. But it's very similar, but it's not Alien. And I think arguably it's a better film, mm-hmm. but that might cause Ooh. friction. Better than Alien. Have you seen the thing? John Carpenter's The Thing. I have not. Of course you haven't, and that's okay, because it's a recommendation <laughs> for you. Um, watch The Thing. Okay. Admire the thing. John Carpenter's <laughs> film. Yeah. Admire Cronenberg's effects in it. Right. Insane. Watch The Thing. John Carpenter's version. Is there a different one? There's a few versions. Oh. John Carpenter's version. John Carpenter's The Thing, thing with uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Yes. Uh... Okay, yeah. That's my recommendation for you. Where will you I find m- it? It's the problem. Uh, I don't know. You not you not got this one. I haven't got this one. Ooh. We'll entity this time. You've got to go out and I find it. Try and find it in the big wide world. The thing. Okay, cool. The thing. So for you, uh, I shall uh, dog day afternoon. Dog day Have you seen afternoon. It? I haven't. No. So it's uh, it's quite an early Al Pacino film. Okay. Um, it's a film I have actually seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we had to watch it at university, and we uh, we studied it a bit. Um, and yeah, a really interesting film. Um, and uh, yeah, I would love to see what you think of it. I, I wasn't sure what I thought of it when I watched it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd love to know what you think. Cool. What of your thousand <laughs> confessions would you like to pick today, Callum? Would you a thousand, <laughs> a thousand so confessions? Many to think about. Right, so what were the confessions that we had today? So obviously oh, Lord of the Rings you haven't seen big one. any of the Lord of the Rings films. You haven't seen Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. You haven't seen Predator. No. You haven't seen Aliens. You haven't... What was the other ones? There's you so haven't many. lived. There's so many more, I can't remember. Um, right, so should we say I'll watch um, uh, the original Jurassic Park? Yes, do. I've got that on Blu-ray for you. Oi, I watched that then. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, we're going to... Oh, I've got to make up a song, haven't I? You do. So, but while you're doing that, I can do a little bit of plugging. Okay, I'll feel um, So, uh, yeah, so feel free to kind of... I'm sorry. <laughs> crashing my guitar <laughs> around. things around. Uh, feel free um, to, to kind of join in with us on this section um, to uh, watch the uh, recommendations that we have so then you can kind of join in when we talk about it in, in the next episode um, and you can be in the loop with it uh, and the same with Count Confession that'd be brilliant and then we'd love to know what, what you thought uh, about them as well um, so yeah so that that's that's the episode uh, let's do a little bit of uh, plugging yeah. um, so well obviously it's going to be too late for this week uh, but people will be able to come the week after Last Shot and Confess yeah. Um, we're going to keep talking about it till the cows come home. Um, it's, uh, may I, if I may say so myself, they are two brilliant uh, short plays. I wrote them. Roten. I wrote them. They were written by me. Written by Chris. <laughs> uh, yes, if you could come and come and see them, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, going on for uh, three weeks in March. Um, so yeah, if you come and see them, that would be fantastic. And then uh, Chris has his uh, one-man show uh, coming up. You've got a few previews in yeah. Norfolk, do you? We've got a preview at St George's Theatre on the 26th of May and then a preview at Sharing a Little Theatre on the 27th of May and then I'm off to a venue in London which I still can't announce because the tickets aren't live yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Awesome. And then uh, again, I'm in a, uh, a a musical called Steam uh, which uh, 
begins in uh, the, I think it's the Easter half term in April um, at the Wells Maltings. Uh, so please come and see that. Thank you very much for listening. And to play us out, Water. it's Christopher St. Clark. Improvised song. Improvised song. Off you go. Callum hasn't seen Jurassic Park and Lord of the Rings too. But don't you worry, folks, he watches Scooby Doo. I played the wrong chord. <laughs> but it still works. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye.